Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer joining you from Los Angeles. It's 534 in Edmonton. Guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night of the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Tell Brendan, Chris, and Chef Eltoff that Oilers Now sent you. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we welcome back to the show, courtesy of our friends at Horse Racing Alberta. Experience live standard bed racing Friday and Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. For more information, head to thehorses.com. He joins us every Monday and Friday in Oilers now. He's been kind enough to join us today, Frank Saravalli. Hello, Frank. How are you doing? Pretty good, Bob. How's LA treating you? Uh, we got in here one last night. Um, the Michigan Entourage is in our hotel. Of course, Alabama plays Michigan at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Uh, last year, it was Georgia that was here. We were here a week later last year for the national championship game. So uh, that one was at SoFi Stadium. Um, so there's been a lot of uh, blue around. Uh, I have a small little wager of Zach Hyman, and it has to do with wearing the ball hats of uh, the respective teams that we like. He's a Michigan grad. I, of course, am a... Uh, I have great taste in college football programs and like really good teams, so I like Alabama. Practice day today, spirited, big game tomorrow, Edmonton and Los Angeles. And Frank, I pose the question, and I'd like you to answer. Um, the Oilers obviously a 2-9-1 start to the season. Uh, if you include the game that Jay Woodcroft won with Seattle or against Seattle before he was relieved of his duties, the Oilers have a 700 winning percentage over the last 20 games. That's the third best winning percentage in the league during that time. Points percentage. I still think Edmonton can finish. They're not. Gonna, I don't think they're going to finish top five, but I think they can finish eight through ten or so in that range. Um, in the NHL overall standings, and we may see four of the top teams coming from the Pacific Division. Am I completely out to lunch? You tell me. No, I don't think out to lunch. Uh, I think they've demonstrated the last, you mentioned, quarter of a season or so that they're, they really are one of the best teams in the league, and they've found a way to, to find themselves. But I said it before the season started that the Pacific Division was, I think, far and away the best division in the league. And my question would be, if you have them finishing 8 to 10, how many Pacific Division teams are ahead of them? And what would the math, I don't have it handy in front of me, what would be the math required to play at to, to basically jump over teams like Vancouver, L.A., and uh, that whole group of teams? Yeah, and I think it, I, I like I think the top four, the maybe the top eight or ten teams later in the Pacific. I think it's going to be hard for them to catch any of those three teams. I'm being honest with you, and see, it's, and then people say, well, then you're you know you're 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 in the unenviable position of starting off in the wild card. It may not be the end of the like. Obviously, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. I want the team to make the playoffs. I believe there's going to be one internal addition. 
with Dylan Holloway in a more important role, possibly two external additions just to the forward group. Now, something's going to get resolved in goal as well. Um, they, you know, they might be the fourth place team in the Pacific and have to start on the road against one of the top two teams. And is that concern you? No, I was going to say I think the the best case scenario for the Oilers, if you're finishing in a wild card, is to be the first wild card team and hope that someone from the Pacific wins the West, and that way you can cross over to the Central. Not that there's going to be any sort of cupcake. Uh, matchup in the first round if you're looking at Colorado or Dallas. I think two, you know, cup contending teams. Yeah, Winnipeg has to be included in that conversation. Um, But I personally, I'd rather go through the Central than go through the Pacific. But that's just me. I asked uh, Brian Lawton this question yesterday on Oilers Now. Right now, the goaltender that's got the best save percentage in the American Hockey League is Olivier Rodrigue. Ken Holland and Bill Scott are uh, driving into Bakersfield as we uh, are talking on the air right now. Put it this way, if I hadn't been doing the show at you know 5 to 7 Edmonton time, I would have been on the, in, in that vehicle. I would have talked my way in there. They would have been stuck with me for an entire trip. You know how brutal that would have been for Ken and Bill. Yeah. Uh, but the reality say, of the situation is... They are. They, they got their Christmas wish that you couldn't make it. Yes, you nailed it. Uh, the reality of the situation is the guy's stopping the puck. He's got, you know, a 3-0-1 record in the last four starts over the last, I guess, now nine days, uh, including back to, you know, a difficult back-to-back where he went into uh, Coachella Valley and they won 2-1. He has a 9.42 save percentage over those four games. He's got the best save percentage in the entire American Hockey League at 9.38. He is 23. He's not 19, 20, or 21. And I asked... Uh, I asked Brian Lawton as a former GM and a guy that's represented players, where would your headspace be at? Would you test drive Olivier Rodrigue at some time during the course of uh, January? And he said, absolutely. They have to look at doing that. What do you think? Why not? What's the harm? If he's not ready, send him back. And if he is, what you've done is, or if he isn't, then what you've done is you've rewarded him for the work that he's put in and you've given him a pass uh, you've sent him a clear message that hey if you keep playing your arse off here in bakersfield you're going to have an opportunity to compete for a job in edmonton which is what anyone really wants i think we're about to experience a complete change in the overall goalie dynamic in the nhl Me Look at too. some of the guys that Me are too. having success and, and this is one of the big things for me to watch in 2024 as we turn the calendar we had a season in, or a year in review podcast today and tyler remchuk asked what's the one story your storyline you're looking forward to in 2024 i think not just between pay and and a total restructuring of goaltending pay because teams are realizing that you can pay someone a million bucks or a million and a half and and get more or less the same out of them year in and year out in terms of expectations and reliability as someone making five that there's going to be the goaltending market is going to get hammered in price but take a look around at the rest of the league and younger goalies that are having some success playing a more modern style joe hope in st louis 
Uh, Joey Decord has changed the Seattle Kraken season at least in the last couple weeks, going 5-0-2, giving them at least a sniff or a shot at at turning things around. Go through some of these younger netminders, and the reason is they play a different style than some of the old-school guys in the league, if you will. And I think between pay and style of play... And by the way, Stuart Skinner, I think, fits into the more modern style of goalie. But I don't know that he has the sort of upper end, upper echelon talent to be a true number one that plays 55 to 58, 60 games a year. I think there's going to be a drastic change in how teams view goaltending moving forward. Well, in the Jack Campbell offseason, a signing which is, it's funny how many people hammer the Oilers on that. Many of those same people wouldn't turn around and say, well, Zach Hyman has been one of the best free agent signings the Oilers have ever made. Because guess what? Zach Hyman has been one of the best free agent signings the Oilers have ever made. I mean, right now he's on pace for like a 47 or 48 goal season. And, you know, 27 and 36 goals last year. But Jack Campbell is heading down a path where the Oilers may have to bite the bullet. That's all there is to it. I mean, (laughs) uh, there's a guy by the name of Tyler Hupka that's out there, and he put a tweet out talking about, look at the Denver Broncos and what's going on with Russell Wilson. You talk about biting a bullet. You know, the NHL will buy out two-thirds and yada, yada. And and maybe when you look at the proportionate amount of money and how much more money NFL teams make, you can just go ahead and accept it. But I I do think, and I'm thinking back to that free agent year because it was uh, the guy in St. Louis that took the job away from Bennington that went to Detroit. Who's that goaltender? Yeah, Vili Husso. He's been up and down at best, but the good news is for Steve Eiserman is he got him for less term. Washington signed Kemper for more money than the Oilers signed um, Jack Campbell for. Kemper's been better. He has, and he'd won a cup, and he got a little bit more money. But is it becoming a bit like NFL? We're both NFL fans, Frank. Is it becoming a bit like NFL running backs? where maybe you don't pay too much for that position. It's not even the term that's really, I think, the issue. I think it's it's the, re- the unreliability of the position. Even some of the best goalies in the league, year after year, you don't really know what you're getting out of them because I think the one thing that teams in the NHL, at least with the analytics age upon us, have really struggled to quantify is what's the impact of the play and defensive zone structure in front of a a goalie we haven't been able to completely isolate just goalie play look at look at the carolina hurricanes this year and and i think they made some poor gambles in net going with ronta and anderson again two really injury prone guys no one of course sees Anderson coming down with a blood clotting issue, you know, this year that prevents him from playing and he's on his way back and it's going to be a bit, but you know, they're thinking, okay, let's say those two guys fail. Pyotr Kochetkov, a young guy that we've signed to a four year deal at only 2 million per, this is someone that could bail us out if we need him to. And he's, he's played better of late, but he really struggled for a stretch of time. 
And now that the, the Canes have gotten goaltending, one of the best analytically driven teams in the league that has maybe the best defense core in the league, they they were outside of the playoff picture for the good bulk of this season to this point because they have they weren't able to get stops. And so, you know, even teams that really have so many of their bases covered have fallen into pitfalls with goaltending. And part of it is just an overcommitment to what is undeniably the best or most important position in the sport. You can't win if you don't get it. But I think teams are realizing, you know, that committing major term and major dollars outside of maybe five or six guys in the league, you're really opening yourself up to some significant cap trouble and headaches moving forward if that's the path you decide to go down. Maybe I used the wrong analogy in the wrong sport. Frank Cervelli for the horses and horse racing, Alberta Bob Stoffer with the Oilers now, and Brennan Escott and Derek Scott. It's 547 in Edmonton. I, you know, I, I, the running back position, we don't see running backs get drafted high in the uh, NFL draft. Quarterbacks go super high. You know, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an Alabama fan, and Bryce Young, you know, Carolina gave up two number ones to get him. And nobody wanted to step up and sign uh, Lamar Jackson, and he's right now probably the odds-on favorite to win a second MVP. So maybe I compared, maybe I shouldn't be comparing running backs in football. Maybe relief pitchers in baseball. Maybe that's a better analogy. Because to me, it's like if you got one of the three or four best guys, we'll hammer that. But the problem is relief pitchers have two or three year runs, and either they throw their arms out or everybody figures them out because they're usually, they don't have as command often with as many pitches. You know what I mean? They might have one or two really good pitches, but they don't have three or four. And the best relievers have three. Maybe that's a better scenario, but is that a comparable that would work for you? No, I I don't think it does. I don't think, I don't know that I buy the running back comparison. Um, If anything, the only close, somewhat close comparison I can draw is, is a big guy in basketball. But even then um, you get a really good one and and they really kind of take care of themselves. Maybe health is, is the one part of it that maybe sticks out. I don't know. Like, I just, I think this league, this sport has done such a poor job of evaluating goalies. And I also think the one thing that's going to change, the one guy I left out in pointing out some of the younger guys that play a more modern style and this push and pull that's happening behind the scenes, Joe Wall is another guy in Toronto that's played lights out this year when he's been healthy that is playing that modern style that I, I think is is helping to contribute to this conversation where things are going to completely change. The reason why we went from having the leading score in the league, uh, putting up under 90 points as Jamie Benn did a decade ago to now Connor McDavid last year breaking 150 is because shooters have had such a significant advantage over goalies the last couple years. The pendulum swung completely where goalies were crushing players with their equipment size with their technique with uh, the size of the goalies yeah the size of the goalie and look teams have gotten goalies moving laterally that's changed um there were advances with sticks and everything else that players and shooters caught up to uh but now technique i think is going to probably swing back the pendulum in the other direction as coaches they can always coach more defense ken hitchcock will tell you um but 
the goaltending coaches, I think those are the ones that are right now the best ones in the league are adjusting and changing, and the teams that aren't doing it are going to get left behind in the dust. All right, let's do some quick hitters. Which team is going to be the most fascinating to watch after Christmas? Because I think Calgary is going to be really interesting to watch here. They've got, you know, they've got a couple UFAs there. Lindholm, you would have to, everybody's talked Boston and Colorado. He's a great player. Nine million bucks. That's the rumor. They've got Hannafin. They've got Tanev. They've got Hubert, who doesn't have a point in 14 games. Would Calgary be one of the teams you're keeping an eye on, Frank? Oh, for sure, from a trade perspective, um, no doubt. I think Calgary is ready to rumble. I think they're ready to make some moves and make some changes. Even though, like the Oilers, they recently just kind of got through the really tough part of their schedule and actually did so in pretty decent fashion, playing some of the best teams in the league. They went 7-6-2 and two in that stretch. Um, the one team that they really struggled with was the L.A. Kings. Um, I look still the Flames are, are sub 500. Uh, the Oilers have surpassed the Flames in points percentage. Uh, they've gotten above that 500 mark that I said that they needed to get to, and I think the Oilers were internally monitoring. Can we get to 541 points in 41 games by the midway point of the season? The Oilers did it with more than 10 games to spare. Uh, the Flames for me are still under that mark. And for a team that at one point in the summer was considering trying to keep those guys and re-sign them, my argument would be you're not good with them. Why would you then go about trying to commit more term and dollars to do so? They've got assets to move or assets to trade pieces to move to get back assets that they could potentially then flip. And the other part, the other team out east that I think is, is going to be fascinating to watch is New Jersey. I think their playoff position is in peril. Um, they have a team that came into this year with tons of expectations, but when you look at their defense core and the pieces that they lost, uh, Damon Severson, Dougie Hamilton's out with a pec injury, uh, Ryan Graves is gone. Like they, They're missing a whole bunch of guys that um, you swap out three of your six defensemen, you're in tough. And they've got some work to do uh, to use some of that Dougie Hamilton cap money. They've got the offensive stars. They've struggled to get goaltending. They're gonna. They have to hope that basically the Flyers or maybe the Islanders, someone else that's in a playoff spot, the Caps, falls out because New Jersey has a lot of ground to make up. One final one for you. You haven't mentioned Buffalo. What is with that team? can't I, I i wish i could put my finger on it they are a team that obviously everyone was expecting including kevin adams their gm to take a big step forward this year i think they placed a few bets um on someone like devin levi being ready we just had this conversation with rod Reeg and and the goaltending position as a whole that 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 part has yeah Le- levi's two years younger than rod Reeg. Two years younger and has no AHL experience prior to getting sent down right. this year. That's a jump yeah. that almost no one has made, even the most pedigreed goalies of the last two, three, four decades. They've almost all spent time in the AHL. But I think it's bigger than that. I think the real fundamental flaw, the big issue with the Sabres, that they they didn't, they, they should have seen coming was that 
the the young guys that they gave an opportunity and a chance to last year took them as far as they could. 91 points on the cusp of the playoffs, didn't get over the hump, even though they were in it until the last week of the regular season. Instead of taking that group, and Kevin Adams did try and add to it, he tried real hard to bring Patrick Kane, the hometown kid, uh, in as a free agent, who, by the way, has looked better and better with each game for Detroit. But they didn't fill some of the holes that they still had with those young guys. And I get wanting to give those guys more opportunity, a chance to get it done. And I know that Kevin Adams isn't feeling the pressure of the playoff drought that's gone on seemingly forever since 2011, that they, it's not, that's not all his doing. So he's not wearing all of it, but there were still very clearly defined holes in their forward group, particularly on the right side, where you could say, hey, they should have gone out and maybe brought in a vet or two. Adding, you know, Johnson on the back end, Eric Johnson, good player, quality leader, but that's not the type of guy. You you needed some of those guys up front. You needed more, and they they just kind of sat on their hands. And that part, I think, is a big reason why they're not going to make the playoffs again. Frank, awesome hit. Thank you for joining us here on Oilers Now. Happy New Year. Uh, no show on Monday. It's uh, a best of Oilers Now, otherwise known as an oxymoron. We look forward with hooking up with you uh, later next week. Sounds good. Talk to you in 2024. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Frank Cerevalli, who joins us Monday and Friday for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Experience live standard red racing Friday and Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. For more information, head to thehorses.com. To the Oilers Now Injury Report, brought to you all season long. James H. Brown, Injury Lawyers. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, big supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the Alberta Golden Bears. They've got 250 plus years of experience at James H. Brown and they get you the best results. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. LA will not have Victor Arvidsson. Dylan Holloway looked outstanding at practice today. Sam Gagne is not on the trip for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, we will tell you that you can join New West Travel this June for the 14-day Globus Tour through the beautiful countryside of Newfoundland featuring the Iceberg Festival. Join New West Travel's Newfoundland package. It includes flights, hotels, meals, guided local tours to see Iceberg Alley, whale watching, lighthouses, you name it, they got it. Save 400 bucks when you book by January the 15th. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update at six o'clock with randy kilburn former edmonton oiler two-time stanley cup champion la king broadcaster and development coach jared stoll when we return for most of us crime is something we see on the news we never think it could happen to us until it does loved ones are gone and for the survivors the scars will never heal I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.